hormones, body changes, belly fat. Ugh. I know as a 50 something mom, I know how frustrating midlife body changes can be, but I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. I want to show you how you can immediately start to fire up your metabolism, burn fat and reclaim your health. That's why I am so excited to invite you to my new free masterclass, Rev Up Your Midlife Metabolism, where I'm going to teach you the three weight release strategies every busy woman needs to know. I'll teach you the single most effective way to release fat and get to a comfortable weight, how you can boost your metabolism in just 10 minutes per day, and the key to staying consistent forever so you never have to diet again. Check out Rev Up Your Midlife Metabolism at sarahhaaswellness.com. It's absolutely free, and I'm going to teach you simple, proven methods that you can use to get to a comfortable weight, move through your day with confidence, and feel great in your body and in control of your life. I can't wait to see you inside. Welcome to Boss Body, the podcast where successful women learn how to lose weight and get healthy in a way they can live forever. If you're successful in so many areas of your life, but can't seem to give yourself the same care and compassion you show everyone else, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah Haas, women's weight loss and body love coach, and I'm here to help you create the light, joyful, energetic life you deserve. Hello and welcome to the Boss Body Podcast. This is Sarah Haas. Thank you so, so much for being here. I appreciate it and I am so honored that you are taking the time out of your day to spend a little moment with me. And today's topic is something I know is going to resonate with so many of you because it's something that I hear about all the time and that is emotional eating. So many women struggle with it. It's something that I work with extensively with my clients and I have got some really good solutions for you today. We're going to talk about why we eat emotionally and then what we can do to get out of that cycle. Have you ever noticed that when you have a really strong craving, it's usually not because you're hungry? I mean, we've all been there. You're watching TV. It's later in the evening. You've had a good dinner. You know you don't need anything else to eat, but you just have a craving for something salty, crunchy, sweet, whatever. And before you know it, you've eaten a whole bag of chips or a whole sleeve of Oreos. And one of the biggest reasons that we are reaching for these things is because it's fueled by emotions versus hunger. So first of all, we all need to feel good, right? And if we don't feel good, we're naturally going to look for something to help us feel better. And food lights up those pleasure centers in your brain much like um, anything that you could be addicted to, you know, a drug. So food really is a drug. And 
is something that's so readily available. It's cheap. It's convenient. You can get it anywhere. It's all around us. And the other thing is that eating for emotional reasons is really socially accepted. You know, when you watch TV and someone goes through a breakup and their girlfriends come over with a bunch of ice cream and bottles of wine. So, you know, we all know that this is going on, but we really need to create more awareness around it because it becomes a real problem. And when you're trying to get healthy, when you're trying to release weight, if you keep sabotaging your day with this bag of chips in the evening and it doesn't have to necessarily be in the evening a lot of us do it in the afternoons because we're really stressed at work or we're tired and we need a boost or you know whatever it's going to food for emotional reasons a lot of times it is because we are lonely or sad or anxious or bored, you know, any of these uncomfortable feelings that start to come up. And when you eat, you feel better. It boosts your mood. It calms you. It relieves stress. Whatever it is that you're searching for, food gives you that quick hit. And it does work temporarily, but it doesn't work long term. But the problem is our brain knows it worked last time. So that's automatically going to be our go to when those emotions start coming up. And a lot of times the late night eating is when your day is done. Finally, the house is quiet. Finally, you're done with work, with kids, with chores, whatever, and you get a chance to sit down and slow down. And so your brain isn't um, occupied with all that to-do list that keeps you going all day long. And when that happens, if you have emotions stored up, which we all do, they're going to start to want to flow. They're going to start to want to come up. And some of those are uncomfortable. You know, maybe it's relationship issues. Maybe, you know, like I said before, you're sad. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you're unhappy with, you know, whatever it could, whatever it is, um, a difficult situation or a conflict that you're avoiding or a decision you need to make or, you know, any kind of um, something that you need to deal with that you're not dealing with. It is so, so common when those feelings start to make you feel uncomfortable to try to stuff them down with food. Food is a distraction. It is an avoidance behavior. It is procrastination, all those great things. But but if you keep stuffing yourself with food and stuffing down your emotions, you're going to carry all that in your body. So you're going to carry extra weight physically, but you're also going to be carrying that emotional weight because your emotions are meant to flow. They are not meant to be cooped up, but we all 
we don't like feeling uncomfortable. We don't like feeling sad. And so it's so much easier to stuff it down, to ignore it, to help ourselves feel better by using something else like food. Now, not everybody goes to food. Sometimes it's online shopping. Sometimes it's scrolling for hours on social media, or it can be video games. It can be alcohol. It can be sex. It can be gambling. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. So food is one of those things. And it is the one that I have studied extensively. It's the psychology of eating. And it's the one that I really focus on helping women with because it's the one that I see people struggling with the most. And the thing is, we learn these emotional eating patterns from a very young age. Uh, My kids, when they were in school, if they answered a question correctly, the teacher would give them candy. If they um, did well on a test, they would bring in donuts to celebrate. Or think about when you were young and you were sad, maybe your parents or whoever would say, oh, here, you know, have some ice cream. It'll help you feel better. So it's ingrained in us from a very young age that food is used to celebrate. Food is a reward and food is there to help you feel better. So these patterns have been there for a very, very long time. And I don't want you to feel shame and blame around this issue because so many of us do. So we have these temporary emotions. We overeat. You feel better temporarily. Then your emotions return. Then you eat again. And each time you feel guilty because you feel like I don't have discipline. I don't have willpower. And you end up beating yourself up. And then that's the unhealthy cycle because when you start beating yourself up and feeling bad, then you have the need to feel better. So you overeat again, and then that makes you feel bad. So then you're caught in this vicious cycle. And it's really hard to unlearn these patterns, but it's possible. And I want to give you some ways today so that you can get started on breaking that cycle. The first step is awareness, right? You cannot solve a problem if you're not aware of what the problem is. So let's talk about hunger versus cravings because becoming aware of why you're eating when you're eating is the first step. So hunger usually isn't just for one certain food, right? You're just hungry in general. You see a commercial food looks good and you realize, oh, I'm hungry (laughs) versus a craving, which is usually for a specific food. And it's usually a comfort food like chocolate or candy or something fatty. You know, a lot of people love the salty and the crunchy. For me, it's chocolate. It might be ice cream. So everybody's different. But the craving when it hits, it's usually for like a comfort comfort type food. And the second thing is 
Hunger is based on a physical need, right? We know that. You might have a growling stomach or get a headache or start to feel weak or woozy or hangry, irritable. That's your body telling you that you legitimately are hungry. But when you are emotionally eating, it's more when you're feeling emotions, right? Like stress or anger or sadness or loneliness or boredom or, you know, anxiety, whatever. So that is what's driving you to eat. And when you are hungry, it's usually when you haven't eaten for a while. So for example, you had lunch at noon around three or four o'clock. It's been three, four hours since you ate. So it's natural to be hungry, right? But if it's a craving, usually those are when you've eaten recently or had enough or had a nice meal and you still want to eat something later. And the last difference is hunger doesn't pass with time. So for example, if you're hungry for lunch and you keep waiting and delaying, you're still going to be hungry. You're still going to get hungrier. But a craving will usually pass if we can just wait a little bit. Um, The craving will usually subside. So awareness is the first step. The second step is to become a detective. So not shame, not blame, just curiosity. Just looking at the behavior and thinking, hmm, why am I doing this? What is driving this behavior? And what am I really craving? And how can I get that need met? So am I stressed about something? Do I need to relieve that stress? Am I sad? What is making me sad? Am I anxious? Why? What's going on in my life? Is there an event in my life that I'm having trouble dealing with? A job situation, a relationship situation, a family situation? Just be curious. Just be a detective and start noticing what is going on with you in those moments that you're feeling hungry or wanting to eat when you're not actually hungry. The first step is awareness. The second step, be curious, be a detective. And the third step is allow your emotions to flow. This is the hard one, right? Because they're uncomfortable. They don't feel good. But allow yourself to sit with those feelings instead of looking for something to turn that feeling off, to numb it out. You could journal, you could do a deep breathing exercise, you could sit outside somewhere quiet, and you want to turn off distractions like your TV or your phone, because a lot of times we want to go to that. If we don't go to the food, we're like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just, um, you know, keep my brain busy with looking at Instagram or whatever. And if you're doing that, you're still avoiding whatever feelings are in you that really need to flow and be dealt with. And the good news is feelings aren't going to kill you, right? It's uncomfortable, but it's not a bad thing. We are human. We are meant to cry. We are meant to be sad. And if you don't face whatever the emotion is, you're never going to take action to dealing with whatever it is that needs to be dealt with. Sometimes it's just grief that needs to flow. And the thing is, 
when you let the emotions start moving through you, they are going to come to a peak, but then they're going to recede just kind of like a wave. So have you ever noticed that when you finally have a really good cry, you feel so much better afterwards? And that's because you just let that emotion flow through you. So it peaked with the sobbing, the crying, maybe you were angry and you screamed and yelled or punched a punching bag or, you know, whatever it is. Then afterwards, it's relief. It's calm. <laughs> it's ah, taking a big breath and saying, okay, that I feel a lot better now. So first was awareness of whether it's hunger or a craving. Second is becoming curious, a detective. Why am I hungry? Why am I having this craving? Third, letting those emotions flow. And a lot of times, number four, a lot of times we just need to get some support. We just need to reach out to someone to help us work through these because sometimes we're just caught in a cycle and we don't really know how to get out of it. I have always for 20 plus years of my life, always been working with a coach or a therapist or somebody to help me through difficult times. This could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a partner, but make sure that they are very supportive and not critical and make sure that the issue is a lot of times their own emotions come into play and their own issues are are affecting the way that they are helping you deal with things. So getting a professional who has dealt with this issue is going to go a long way to helping you work through it. If you've been dealing with emotional eating for a while, and if you're stuck in this pattern and you can't seem to get out of it, I would love to offer you some support in this area. If you're listening to this podcast and you are tired of trying to deal with this on your own, I want to offer you a complimentary weight release strategy session that will be talking with me one-on-one to see what you have going on and making a plan to help you stop stop that cycle, to break the cycle, and to finally be free of this issue. If you're interested, you can go to sarahhaaswellness.com and get on my schedule for this free session. I would love to see you there. That's all I have today for you. Thank you so, so much for being here. And until next time, I'll see you then. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored that you've chosen to spend your time with me and allowed me to be part of your journey. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you think would benefit. I'll see you soon.